0: Just make sure that this thing is recording. We feel confidence levels in we, those batteries. Yes, we do. Well, it's in my remote. Okay. So um, I can get you so, new ones if you no, want. No, no, it's good. If, if we see this thing turn off, though, then we know it's not recording anymore. Okay, we're going to go. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, guys. I'm here today in person with Natalie Chung from Nest Design Studio <laughs> in her house, no less. Yeah. Hi. In my house. Hi. So she totally, we were talking about doing a podcast and she was like, you know what? We should totally do it at my house. And I was like, I've never done that, but let's do it. So we're freaking doing it and it's amazing. Okay, Natalie, tell everybody who you are, your backstory. Tell us all the things, like where you started. Okay. So my name
1: is Natalie, as I'm sure most of you know. Um, I am a residential designer, I went to school, I went to Humber College for a bachelor's degree in interior design and I've pretty much known that I've wanted to be a designer since I was 16, not gonna lie. I took an architecture course in school, um, I took a ton of art courses and positioned myself to go into interior design. Um, In terms of school, I mean, realistically, I got shut down by Ryerson University and I was an inner city kid and wanted to go to Ryerson since the moment I knew that this program was available, didn't qualify, and fortunately, actually, a blessing in disguise, whether the universe works in mysterious ways or whatnot, um, we moved from downtown Toronto to Etobicoke. Um, and so I actually ended up getting into Humber College, uh, right as my first interview, my first day, I did, I think, a drawing test. I think they made us do a drawing test and looked at my portfolio and immediately in the, I guess, the acceptance interview or in the interview, candidate interview, um, he practically said that I'm exactly the type of student that they wanted and so I got in. Amazing. So, you know, it... It's, it's a wild ride. I mean, I think with school, it, I wanted a bachelor's degree. Um, I wanted a degree in something just for, a, you know, I guess a baseline for myself. Um, I felt like the degree program had more to offer than the decorating program, which was a diploma. And I thought, you know, why not? Like, why not just get it, whether I actually end up in interiors or not? Um, at least I have a degree in something. And, and maybe that's like, you know, the more that I think about that, maybe that's an older, you know, an older generation's type of thinking than it yeah. is now and what maybe I want for my future children. It might it might yeah. be different, but um, I think that was important to my mom and my mom was like, you know, if this is what you want, go for it, but this is definitely, um, I want you to have some sort of qualification. right. And after that, um, I graduated. I believe it was two thousand and nine. I want to say two thousand nine. And I'm
0: terrible at that. I, I don't. know Yeah, I think I it graduated. was two
1: thousand nine. I know I started my company in two thousand nine. So I graduated and went straight into um, went straight into starting my company. So
0: so what made you have the yeah. to do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so leading up to that, I kind of always knew that I probably wanted to have my own company at some point. I don't know when that happened. I don't know when I was incepted by that idea, but I knew that that's what I wanted. And you know, what happened was I worked at a firm during school and, um, right after school. So right at, upon graduation, I was at that firm and they were going to offer me a job that wasn't necessarily to what I wanted. Um, the recession had hit. Lucky me. <laughs> and my husband. I mean, we're the same age. So, I mean, all of us that were, had just graduated.
0: Did you know your husband then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, my I God. Did. How long have you guys been together then?
1: We've been together for... 14 years. Yeah. We met when we were 19.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that.
1: So we met when we were 19. I probably
0: should have been able to do the math when you were
1: talking. So, so graduation, um, the benefit was I worked at a firm that had two freelance graphic designers that rented out some office space and they had said to me, you know, why not? Why not? You can live at home. You can do this on your own. Um, give yourself the opportunity if this is something that you really want to do. And I thought, you know what? Why not? Why not? I mean, fortunately, in fairness, I had my mom to financially support me and emotionally support me. Yeah. And obviously my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. Um, but, you know, we were just, you're just kind of trying to figure stuff out. And I wasn't thrilled with what they had to offer and I thought I could go back to school and get more accreditation of some kind, or I could definitely try this and see if this works. And if it fails, it fails. And at least I have education to, you know, as a crutch if I really needed to. Or I could work or I could actually go back and work at a firm. Yeah. If I yeah, wanted to. Totally. Um, but so I'm just not the only not, firm, right? Yeah. Not the only firm. And I'm I just I realized actually working with them throughout school was that I'm not a nine to five human being. I'm just, that's not my shtick. I no. don't love sitting at an office chair the entire day and teach their it. own. <laughs> I know, I know, as we've, as we've discussed, I know you love it. I just, I don't like it. I like the flexibility. Yeah. I like the, um, I'm a planner. I'm a firstborn by nature. I'm definitely, I have aspects of definitely type A um as does my husband. Um, but Oh I think, really? Yeah, we're both we're totally both sure. type A. We're both first born too, which is like hilarious. But um the benefit to that, I guess, for me is the fluidity of my job and allowing me to create a schedule. And I and I know like we've discussed is that like, you know, it can be terrifying for some people not having the rigidity, not having the consistency of going um, I don't think everyone can, can have an entrepreneur lifestyle if no. you, unless you have structure and you can have an entrepreneur lifestyle and put structure like, yeah. like you do. Yeah. Um, but for me, I also, just, just, I like to the be option. Like
0: Self starter too. Like, yeah. yeah. Not everybody. This is not for everybody, which no. I think is important. No. And I like, there's a lot of like, Oh, everybody like, no, you need to have some yeah. awareness. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a risk. I think the only thing, and I've said this to a ton of people, a ton of students who've messaged me or talked to me, I've said, the only thing that differentiates me from you in terms of starting my business is I just have the balls to do it. Yeah. There's no, like, I'm not saying, you know, design, I think, to a certain degree comes down to talent. Yeah. Um, Education, I think it can be important. I don't think it's the be all and end all, because I've seen a ton of us do incredible work and we have no schooling. Yeah and then I've seen a ton of us who do incredible work and we have all the schooling in the world. So yeah. I, I, it's very tough for me to say what is massively beneficial um, when you're embarking on this design journey. Um, but yeah, and I mean, if you can't, I mean, another thing is like, I've noticed that, you know, maybe design's a passion of yours, but you can't necessarily financially maybe turn that into a career because you have kids or you have mortgages or you have whatever responsibilities, and I, and I get that, so like, that's okay too. Um, but just, you know, at some point in time, the passion and the drive and the determination outweighs the quote unquote responsibilities to a certain degree. And you kind of try and make it work. So I'm very fortunate to be able to start my company, um, on my own with the support of my mom and my family emotionally and financially. And that's kind of where we started. So 22. And I don't ever realize like how young that
0: is until... I have to talk about it because
1: yeah. I, there's students that come up to me all the time and they're well, like, you don't this even is...
0: know really what it's like to work in the working world for somebody.
1: Yeah. Aside so I, from, work, like, I worked for two. Yeah. I worked for two firms throughout school. Yeah. Um, and now I might be blanking on one year, but I think I maybe did work for, for one of them, like for past graduation yeah. and then started my company in conjunction and then, and then moved on full yeah. time.
0: But, so, okay. Yeah. Let's think about the like early, right? Yep. Were there moments of time where you were just like, what am I doing? I'm going to quit doing this. 150%.
1: Yeah. 150%. It is, it is challenging emotionally. Obviously, there's the financial, like mm-hmm. just living, right? Mm-hmm. In general. Like, yes, did I have a roof over my head? Yes, did I make my car payments? Yes. I make my cell phone. I literally just paid for my cell phone in my car, which bless my mother because
0: yeah, you know life, what?
1: Thanks, mom. Yeah, life, life <laughs> give her a big hug. Yeah. Oh my god, she's the best thing ever. Um, but you know, it it's terrifying. I mean, there's months where I made no money. There's months where I you know, probably couldn't make a car payment, my mom had to help me that month, and I had to, you know, IOU you for the, practically for the rest of my life, let's be serious, but <laughs> um, in so many different ways, um, and yeah, even later, I mean, not even just in the beginning, I mean, okay, I've good. had, yeah, I've fine. had, like, when I was on uh, oh, the yeah. design show, I was on this big design show called Canada's Next Designer, which, um, by the
0: way, I watched. I did not know <laughs> her then. But this was literally when I first started my business. I had considered applying. Yeah. But I fully watched it. Yeah. I started following you after yeah. that. And yeah. And she That's was, that's where you found me, Michelle. I actually didn't even totally. know. That. I didn't yeah. know that, that was the only that was the only spot. Yeah. Well, because the yeah. truth be told, like so a lot of people are like, oh, designer this and designer that, and I'll be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Because even though I was passionate about design until I didn't follow designers. Like I just read house and home magazine. I read books. So I'm like very like late bloomer. I, I only started following designers when I started my business and you know, whatever, however yeah. I found the men. So yeah, obviously immediately watching the show, I go Google or, you know, Instagram every single one. <laughs> Who made start- you want to follow me is what I want to know. I don't, well, I liked your, I liked your yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I, you made it so far, right? So yeah. you were I didn't follow everybody to yeah. be told. Yeah. Um, don't have but- everyone on your podcast now. <laughs> no. Kidding. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Marcy. Yeah. Um, no, but But like for me, it's like I either, I might follow somebody at first, but I might then stop following if I'm like, oh, I don't like their stories or their aesthetic isn't aligned. It doesn't inspire me. But for me, it was like being able to see you do that. And that's awesome. But anyway, so okay, you get on Canada's Next Designer, which was three years ago then? Yeah. So we got
1: married in 2016 and we got married in 2016. I moved into the condo with my husband and I did the design show and... It was a wild ride. Like, like in fairness, a lot of us got poached to do the design show. I think. Like now, after it's been done, a lot of us got poached to do it. And so, in what do hindsight, you mean? sorry, what do you like, mean? Like people that I've said, they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw that email come through. I didn't apply." Yeah. Right. So like, it don't I don't know how they found me. However, whoever was their casting team yep. clearly was finding people that had a background in interior design. There was only one of us that didn't, right. Victoria. And she was my biggest competition, and she we are friends, and she's super talented. So she's the only We're one who gonna didn't tag go going to school. Her in this uh,
0: podcast yeah. she,
1: um, she um, Victoria Tonelli, She's actually on Marilyn Dennis with me as well.
0: Actually, wait, she's, she lives she's, in Toronto. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We also she talked was, about this. Yeah. yeah,
1: she has brown hair. She always Very pretty. had glasses. Yeah. She's always squinting at the screen because she wasn't wearing her glasses because she didn't want to wear them on TV. <laughs> um, and it's funny because they cut the show when she got kicked off. Um, eliminated. They cut, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Get out of sorry, here. Victoria. Not kicked off. Uh, eliminated. I was, I was in shock, and the way that they edited it, I looked like I was smiling. So oh, dr- whatever, yeah. like I'm not whoever, whatever. I'm not gonna yeah. throw anyone under the bus here, but like whatever happened, that was yeah. not actually how I felt. I was. Appalled because we were friends. We were all kind. We were all technically friends. Okay, this is making me rethink The Bachelor right now and some of the things (laughs) I see. Okay, good. (laughs) I have massive sympathy for reality TV people because it is an insular world. And so, going back to the point or your question was like, have I ever reconsidered um, Mm -hmm. what I was doing? Was when I was on that show, I had never been critiqued for my work since school. So I'm I was 30 when I was on that show. That was a goal of mine to be on TV yeah. before I was 30. It literally I was on the show on my birthday week.
0: Manifestation.
1: And it didn't air on my birthday week, right. but I was on TV. I yep. was taping it on my birthday week and um throughout that process it was a it was a brutally fascinating and um also, like, incredibly challenging emotionally. I didn't work for 30 days, so mm-hmm. I didn't work for the entire month. My poor clients were just waiting, which, yeah. like, grateful. Um, but, you know, I was on that show, and there was, like, a few times, not, ju- not, that, not just that show, but there was a few times I remember in 2016 because we were also getting married, you know, we're moving in together, all these, like, you know, all the stressors in life or whatever, Um wonderful stressors, but equally yeah. um, negative or positive hit in the same scale, like, yeah. you know, in terms of a number rating. And I deeply reconsider, like, you know, there's moments in time where I'm like, do I actually want to do this? Like, this is hard. And do I want to be here? And is this still what I want to do? And crying, you guys don't, you guys think I'm like this massively bubbly sweet woman and I and I appreciate that. And, and nine times out of ten, I am. And I was just... Bawling my eyes out. I specifically remember whether it was when I was on the show or not, but I was super stressed because of the show. Um, because you're in this like bubble of, of this world that is real to you, but there's everything else is happening in the world. So mm-hmm. sympathy for Big Brother, sympathy for Survivor, sympathy for the Bachelor, and and they seem hokey and they seem crazy, but like your life is is all encompassed by this mm-hmm. thing. And crying my eyes out on the couch with my husband my new husband, I guess, at that time, um, saying, oh my gosh, is this actually what I want to do? And why? Because it, it, you know, I hadn't worked for 30 days or it was that I was struggling with a couple projects or there's a lull in time where you're not really getting the leads that you want or this, that, and the other thing happened on a job. You're reconsidering, you know, you're career choices because it's, it's, it can be really difficult.
0: It is hard. Yeah.
1: It is hard. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not performing like rocket surgery on, you know, yeah, like
0: we're not curing cancer. We're not, cu- and, and, and yeah, it's hard.
1: yeah, and and it is still hard. And I mean, like, you know, people's lives aren't in our hands. And so I don't want to downplay anybody else's career. That's yeah. obviously like, oh, these designers are here squawking about how their life is so hard because they didn't get yeah. their couch on time. But yeah. like, <laughs> It is our livelihood. Like this is, this, is how I, this is how I earn a living. This is something that I'm super passionate about. This is something that I've committed to 10 years doing. And I genuinely care. I genuinely care about my clients. Any delays that affect them affect me financially and emotionally. Yeah. And I want my clients to be happy. I really want them to love the homes that they're in. And I want them to, it's a massive financial investment. And I yeah. want them to feel proud of their decision. So it yeah. affects me. You don't get to see the flip side. You don't get to see the things that suck. Yeah. Um, you get to see all the wonderful things and you hope that we do our best job. And and whether your opinion of us before or after or in the middle of our, you know, projects together are, are great or, ex, you know, acceptable or maybe sometimes slightly frustrating, we are here with you
0: mm-hmm. the entire
1: time. I can't speak for everyone has the same philosophy or the same business approach because we're all very different and we all do things very differently. But, um, It is, it is, there are moments where it's damn hard and I have a massive support system that pulls me out of, Mm -hmm. you know, the ground and says, no, keep going. You're great at this. Or, you know, you're clearly talented or you deserve, you know, the accolades or whatever. And, and that's wonderful because I could not do this. Like financially, I get it. Financially, I understand we all have to make a living, but emotionally, like, Mm -hmm. If I had a partner who also wanted to be an entrepreneur while I'm an entrepreneur, I don't, I don't think that would work. And I don't know how people do Unless it because. they're just so
0: like non-emotional people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just, it demands everything from you. It and, and my husband has, you know, my husband has a great job and he's happy with, he's like, you know, he does love what he does, but it is he goes to a place every day, and he has a salary, and there's, you know, his days are very different um, than mine, and I'm sure they're busy and everything, but, like, there's, there's consistency in his yeah. life for that reason. I'm sure massive inconsistencies in maybe the day-to-day, but, like, there is consistency in his life, and, and he needs that in order to continue, and I love the flexibility.
0: Yeah. All right, peeps. This podcast is sponsored by Ultralex Linens. It's got fabrics, wall coverings, bedding, towels. They're known for exceptional service and for being an expert resource for designers and decorators. Jacqueline, the owner, has been a, is a designer and a decorator. She's got over 20 years of experience. The showroom is located in the Toronto International Design Center, second floor, suite 202. And the great thing is she actually also works with people in the U.S. as well. So you do not have to be in the greater Toronto area to be able to work with them. And one of the questions I've been getting from designers asking from having heard the ad is that they're wondering if whether you know they're going to get the same pricing that they would get if they went direct to, say, Kravit or JF Fabrics. Absolutely. We're getting the exact same price that we would get. The added benefit here is that you only have one person that you have to reach out to to get your memo samples, to order your fabric. Plus, they also have a workroom. So, you could take it one step further, order all of your fabrics from one place, and get your draperies custom made. By them as well, and if you're somebody who really, which I highly recommend, wants to see the fabric before they actually, uh, you know, make the drapes, then you can obviously go in, take a look at the fabric beforehand, make sure everything's good. They're also going to check your fabric. The we are doing drapes right now, and they actually sent me an email showing me a couple defects that the fabric did have. So they are checking it for you. They're making sure it's absolutely perfect. And honestly. So far, I've had such a great experience and I cannot wait to get my drapes up. I'm very, very excited. So guys, if you haven't reached out to them yet, I urge you to go to ultraluxlinens.com. Follow them on Instagram, ultraluxlinens. Go visit them in the showroom. And again, you don't even have to go to the showroom. Reach out to them, send them an email, say, hey, I'm... Michelle from Michelle Bennett Design, and they're going to ask you maybe for some credentials. I can't remember how I set up an account, but you set up an account and you can just start ordering memories. You don't even have to go in if you don't want to. It's amazing. So guys, go again, go check it out. Toronto International Design Center, second floor, suite 202. You can talk to Jacqueline or Emily. Both are amazing resources to help you find what you need. Seriously, guys, you're not going to be disappointed. Go check it out for yourself and make your life a little bit easier. Ultraluxlinens.com. So,
1: yeah, so it's, so I have questioned, even to this day, there are weeks where That's I just think, I just think like, damn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because like Dave is that for me too. And he's yeah. been so supportive. And yeah. it's like half the time, like you, you, you need that cheerleader Yeah. because, yeah. you know, he's just like, you, you do this all the time, Michelle, the client, yeah. the clients are happy. Yeah. You know, because I'm always like thinking about, I always think my clients hate me, like, yeah. and they probably do at points because that's the thing. Like, yeah. you're going to love me and then hate you're me an emotional and love me, which is something Carly said too at yeah. PI Creative. But, um, but yeah, it's like, you need that support so bad. Yeah.
1: And Let, whether it's a partner, whether it's parents, whether it's yeah. siblings, whether it's friends, whether it's a design therapist. community or a therapist, <laughs> I see a counselor. I yeah. have talked about this openly. I see a counselor yeah. and I see her for personal reasons, but I, I absolutely bring up work things. Yeah, And she has reassured me for, you know, this, that, and the other thing in life. And I think, you know, not just mental health, but health is a multifaceted topic and a multifaceted approach. I don't think it's one size fits all for everybody. Some people don't do well in talk therapy. Yeah, Some people prefer to meditate or do yoga or whatever, but like, however you create peace in your life,
0: yeah.
1: whatever that is, you need it. Yeah, I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what you do. Um, obviously, like, healthy options. <laughs> yeah. But, right. um, yeah, like, you know, but whatever meditative, um, productive, you know, just just healing, whatever kind of wonderful healing you do, I think is really important. And I'm a big advocate for talk therapy. Um, so I definitely see somebody, and she has been crucial in my career and in my life and definitely in my marriage. And I think mm-hmm. that's massively important. So not just my mom...
0: Hello, <laughs> thanks again, mom. Yeah, she does sound awesome. Yeah. So, you're very my mom,
1: my that. mama, yeah. my mama, and my sister. I would say are my two, are Aww. my two studies, and then and then my husband as well. Yeah, too.
0: so let's talk a little bit about like your aesthetic. How do you feel? Has your aesthetic evolved a lot since the beginning? Since
1: 22, yeah. 22 to
0: 30. Am I? Like, I'm curious about that mostly for selfish reasons because I'm like excited to know where my aesthetic goes Yes. Yeah. like because I know it's an evolution and even like I think I've told you this before where I like to find people that I follow and like admire and then I like to go back as far as I can to see work as old as I can of theirs so that I can see their evolution because yeah. that gives gets me excited and gives yeah. me hope and brings me back down like yeah not comparing so much so like what how, talk about how your aesthetic has evolved and like what's that kind of transition been like because you've been doing this for so long yeah
1: um well 22 you have no money <laughs> you can't afford nothing at 22 yeah um so I think for me my biggest thing which I now know is is a I, I don't want to I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this but my biggest thing for me is I design for the client not the designer and that was a tagline that I had had from the very beginning and I came in I think in a generation where we followed we followed other designers who had a very established aesthetic, and you followed those designers not on social media, because social media didn't exist, but you followed those designers um, from, like, prints or their websites or, you know, articles or whatever, and you bought into their aesthetic. So, you know, there's famous there's famous ones. There's tons of them. I mean, like Sarah Richardson, that, not, Sarah Richardson, yeah, okay. Brian Gluckstein, um... I would say those are the two that come to mind in Toronto and you follow who they are and you buy into their brand and therefore you know you're getting what they put out.
0: Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right? If it's, you're a client, it's like it's like, for if example, if you want to shop at a store, yeah.
1: there's a very certain aesthetic that you walk into a club monaco versus when you walk into a gap. You're yeah. buying into what they're pitching. And my aesthetic, what or my aesthetic and I had no idea. A, yeah. Secondly, I didn't have the money to create it if I wanted to. Third, I wanted to design for the client and not the designer. And that was something that I think now most of us do because whether I'm not saying I was like the forefather for that trend or at all, but um, I'm just saying like that was my that was my shtick. I was like, listen, I don't I have no idea who I am. I don't know where I want to go with this. I don't know what I'm going to do. So let's just use you as a client, Michelle, to create a space that reflects Michelle and not Natalie. And that's how I started. And that's genuine. And I got, there are some people who I told this to at my young age of 22 and they're like, you're going to have a hard time because. I I was
0: going to ask you, was it hard?
1: No, because, because. No, well, I mean, I think, I think all of our projects in the beginning are not necessarily what we would put on our website today, 10 years later. You know, trends have changed. There's so much more in the market, I think, from our perspective now. There's so much online. You know, it's a totally different world than it was a decade ago. But at the same time, like, I just wasn't here to sell anybody something, this idea that I had no idea of what it looked like. So what can I sell? I can sell them that we are going to create a space that is very reflective of who they are. They know who they are. I'm here to help guide them. So I would say that most of my spaces are through a quote-unquote Natalie lens, but the person who is behind, you know, like I always think of like that ocular machine when you go to the optometrist, mm-hmm. the person who's sitting in the chair is not me. The person who's sitting in the chair is my client. I'm just showing them as I flip through, you know, it's like... Is this better or worse? Yeah, One yeah. or two? I yeah. was thinking my op- the ophthalmologist. One or two. So I would say that I am the person who's trying to show them through the exam that this is what they want, and this. Is, so they're they're being guided, and still but they're the ones driving the car to the day to this that? day. Yeah. So my like, aesthetic has changed because now I'm I'm in my thirties. I'm married, so I have a partner. Yeah. In life and in finance and in. <laughs> Every sense yep. of that word. So we we actually do do everything together in terms of design. I mean, pillows and stuff. He doesn't really care, but all the big pieces we purchase together, we I run everything by him. It, yeah. This isn't like he doesn't come home and the room's now pink. No, from I know. Neither,
0: unfortunately. Yeah,
1: not that I would. I don't know. Pink's not my favorite no, color. But but, but living in, a, I could I could live in ten different houses. So my aesthetic has evolved, but it has evolved as I've aged and I've gotten better at a craft. I yeah. would say. So my design decisions, the basis of it was always there. I think my mom would probably say I've always been good with color and pulling things together. I've always been artistically inclined, but it was never like, you know, it was never as developed as, as it is today. And, and with more exposure, more experience, you know, I've, I've traveled more, I've seen more things. I've been inspired by other designers who I love and, you know, look to. And, and now with, the internet and social media, I mean, it's everywhere. Like, yeah. the benefit is, like, we get to now see all these beautiful creatives who we've never had access to unless totally. we bought, like, an Australian magazine. Yeah. We would never have access to what they did unless we saw it somewhere else, right? Yeah. So not everyone can afford to go to Australia. So, I mean, you're not or never... want to no. travel that yeah.
0: far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. a long It's a plane. far, it's a far <laughs> <laughs> um, So, Okay. Well, first of all, I do think, like, when you start to – this is probably true for you, but let me know if it's not. Typically, once you start having an Instagram following and you put out a certain – like, you put in your portfolio generally what you want more of. You're not going to put the projects yep. maybe, like, yeah. you're choosy. But let's just say, like, do you ever get clients who reach out to you – like, what's it, an aesthetic that you're just, like, is not – like, for me, I would say, like, traditional – is not.
1: Yeah, I think, I feel like now, based on my portfolio, I think a lot of people have a good sense of what, quote unquote, my style is. Now, you know, on my portfolio, I have single 30-year-old bachelors. I have older bachelors that are in like their 60s. I have couples who have young kids. I have couples who kids are the same age as me. So I think, I think if you look at it from that standpoint, it's kind of all over the place. So I have spaces that are more traditional. I have spaces that, but I mean, traditional with, you know, maybe basis traditional, but with a more modern edge, like she's more open, like she might pick a more traditional sofa, but then we do these like cool funky side tables and then we go back to like a tufting detail, which is more traditional. And then we go back to something that's a little bit funky. So I feel like my strength is probably to blend it all together. I don't usually peg my clients in one design style or the other um, so there
0: isn't like a style that someone would come at you with a Pinterest board full of stuff off the go and where you say like, this is a hard no for me. Like they're like, yeah, that's never happened. Or like, is there anything that you'd be like? Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, maybe I just feel like when people, I just don't think that happens to me. I think people follow me or they, um, look at my portfolio or they will message me and they'll say, you know, I'd love to get your opinion on something. Can we book a consultation? Yeah. However that happens. And then we do end up booking a consultation and I go and see their house. And I can I can see from a consultation like what your style is and your aesthetic and everything. And it's more for me, it's about a, a personality fit than anything else. Um, I can work with a number of styles. Not every project that I've done is on my website as I'm oh, sure most no. of us, most yeah. of us have like
0: more or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and that's not necessarily to offend clients. That's more, can I put my stamp of approval on this entire thing? And do I love everything that we created or do I love most of what we created? And, and, you know, I'm not in this to just get project for my portfolio, right? Like, I mean, that's a massive benefit is that I do get to photograph my work. But There's also been a lot like of projects it's... that I, that I don't finish and that they don't, yeah. they move, a, they either, oh. they, they, they don't move ahead, right? So yeah. we get to a certain point and they're like, you know what, we're good. Or financially, they can't keep going yeah. or a life thing happens and they can't yep. keep going. So I'm not going to sit here and tell them no, 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 no. You can't leave until we finish. I mean, yeah. I would love to secretly do that, of but course. but you can't. And so no. you get projects that are kind of all over the map. So I mean, in terms of style, I mean, I'm not big on massive splashes of color. Yeah, that's definitely not my thing. Um, so if somebody came to you, that was like crazy. That colorful, was, like, that was oh, like I
0: just like, and you you they were like, I found you on Google. I didn't see your Instagram yeah. because you'd be like, Why did you contact me? Have yeah. you seen my Instagram. Yeah. Okay, someone contacts you and is just like, you get to their house. Yeah. And they're like, I want, I love color, I want color. Would you, would you work through that or would you say like, I think that I'm not the best fit?
1: It depends. So, okay. I mean, I think that if I can kind of gauge with them and talk with them about, you know, I guess steering them slightly away from an overload of color. Mm -hmm. The consultations are great because we get to know each other and I get to really know who you are and how, you know, who's the decision maker, how far I can push you out of your comfort zone. If you're stuck on, no, 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 I want every single color of the rainbow and I want it in this one room, then we'll do the consultation. I'll give my advice on everything that they want and then I'll leave and then probably, it probably won't work out. But I rarely, I don't think I've ever gotten somebody that I'm like, ooh.
0: That's a, personality, a brutal,
1: man. that's a brutal project to, to no, be part well, of. No. Oh, that's yeah, yeah.
0: that's I've definitely think. gotten
1: like some weird, I've definitely gotten some like I got odd. I someone
0: contacted me with like steampunk and I was like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I heard that on your podcast. Oh my God.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, but I'd be open to maybe one piece of color. I'd be open to using color strategically. So if if you can find a client or you can find something within that consultation where you can see that you can have an influence on their decisions in a positive way and they're open to that influence, then we can move ahead. Yeah. If you tell right off the bat, regardless of what it is, they are not flexible in any way, then my job is, well then why am I here? And, and, yeah, yeah, or, or just why am I here? Like, you yeah. know, this is fine. I appreciate, you know, you yeah. being here, but like, this probably isn't important. I've never really told anybody that, though.
0: So, I have definitely had those clients where you're like, everything you say, yeah, they're either go, well, I already thought of that, or it's just like a lot of no, 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 mm. no. And you're, it's, it's yeah. exactly that. You're like, why did she contact
1: yeah. me? Yeah. Like, the yeah. best
0: clients were the, the people that, because it's true, like, not, what I've realized is not every person who contacts me yeah. should be my client. Yeah, Whether they 100%. have a the budget or not. 100%. Because I don't want to work, I don't want to fight my way through it. It's a relate,
1: and it's a, but it's a relationship. And this is what yeah. I think, Um, I would say the general public, not designers, because we all obviously understand each other's brains to a certain degree. But I would say the general public is like, it's a relationship. Like, I know you, I potentially know you for years. Yeah. This like, is you not. You like
0: me, I need to like you. Yeah, we this need is.
1: To- It can be temporary. It can be only six months. It can be only three months. And then wham, bam, thank you. And we're done. It's still a long time. And that's it. And that's it. But I have had clients for the entirety of 10 years of my business. Like I see them. I've seen their kids grow up. Their kids have gotten married. uh, Like, you know, they've been remarried. They've moved to three different places. Like I have been with some clients for a really, really long time. And then some clients I never see again. So it's, it's really all over the map. But it and needs to be, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It needs to be a working relationship. Yeah. Like I think it needs to be a healthy working relationship. And and whether it's a personality conflict or at some point in time it just wasn't really working out the way that we wanted it to. Then then you know people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And sometimes it might just be a quick season. And yeah. then thank you for your business. Nothing wrong with your relationship. Just this is great. I had a great time. We had a great relationship. And then they want to live their life or maybe they want to find another designer. I have no bloody idea. Like they yeah. teach their own. Like you do, you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So as long as I get paid, but <laughs> yeah,
0: give me my money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit about process then. Um, What is your, what is your basic like, you know, client journey? Like you got your, they reach out to you. Yeah. Consultation. What does that look like generally speaking?
1: So I, So they email me through my website, Mm -hmm. um, which I have a contact form, which is quite thorough. They email me through my website. I look at it and my, like, I would like to have my assistant look at it. Um, Sometimes, like, it depends. Like, I would like to just be able to give everything to my assistants and just kind of let them feed through. But I do find that I also look through them to make sure that where we align and stuff. Um, and then once I go through it, if it's something of interest, so I've been fortunate to have seasons where I can't take on any other work. And then I've had seasons where I'd be open to taking on more work. So it's not that it's, it's not that I don't have work. It's just that like, there might be an opening of space where I remove my vacation notice slash, and not really, it's not really a vacation notice. It's just a email that goes out that says, thank you so much for contacting us. Um, we actually aren't taking any clients at this moment. That way people get a response. Yeah. I find that super important is that people immediately when they email you, they get a response within, I usually say 48 to 72 hours, just to give me two to three days to like see the email. It doesn't go to my phone. It goes into like my generic inbox. Yeah, And then I have time to like look it over. So then if their project is of interest, because...
0: I know I have process. tons of followers
1: that are going to listen to this podcast and I don't want to think that I'm not interested. But if the project is of interest for me, whether it's um, aesthetic, whether it's location, the benefit is I'm, I've am i been doing this for a long time that I now have the ability to kind of weed through the things that I really want to take. Yeah. Um, I wasn't always at this point where I would yeah. take anything and everything that came my way. Um, but I'm at a point now where my portfolio is very, I would say – pretty complete and well-rounded that I do want to take projects that I find are interesting or the client seems interesting or the location seems interesting or the style seems interesting. Something that is really like just something that I like more than all the other things. Yep. Um, And so I will email them back or we will email them back and we'll get in touch with them and then we'll book a consultation. So my consultations are mandatory Um, they're two hours of time, usually giving myself about an hour before an hour at the end, depending if they run over traffic, park, finding parking, all that wonderful goodness. Um, and then it's all in that way they can buy into a package where it's dollar value. They know exactly what that entails and they don't have any overages. It's just straight up. And then once we book that once after we've done the consultation, let's say we get along, um, and I have the time in my schedule as well. There's tons of people who just take the consultation and don't move forward. And there's tons of people that take the consultation and be like, we like you, you like us, let's move ahead. Um, then I need to obviously see if that can fit into my schedule. I think I always go into a consultation knowing that I probably have some time.
0: Would you, let's say you were doing a consultation and you know you can't start a project for two months. Would you give them the I would tell them. Up?
1: Yeah. I would tell them right away. Okay. So I did, I did have a project like that where... Um, going to crank the heat a little my feet are getting a little chilly um uh, I did have a project like that um where unfortunately they just hit they just hit at a really weird time and I felt really really bad that that's what had been going on like I was like oh shoot like you booked it they booked it months before and then I was at a point in time where I was like oh geez like now I can't actually accommodate you and they were really upset that I took the consultation because they were like, listen, yeah. why did you do that? Like, I and know. I said, but I had said, like you know, I'm here to give advice. There's no promise that a consultation will lead to anything else on yeah. either end. I'm not expecting you to book it's a like consultation. A first it is. And so they were really upset and um, I, I did feel bad because you know, I didn't want them I didn't want them to feel like I had gypped them in any way. And so I, you know, spent the time and gave them advice. And this is not the advice I would give to everybody. But I did actually end up giving them their money back because mm-hmm. I felt guilty. Yeah. So, so
0: I get it. I totally get it. I, I mean, mean I, I, sp- I still
1: spent four or five hours of time with them in total by the wow. time I drove there and came back oh, and yeah. the whole shebang. But I, but I did feel in that particular moment that this probably wasn't a good I probably should have maybe canceled on them like earlier. Yeah um but I but I gave them all their information like still inspiration ideas still layout ideas and I directed them through a few other design firms that I loved and that I thought would be super talented and would align with their aesthetic and then they were just kind of pissed and they said oh well you know that's annoying and so I did give them a portion of their I didn't give them the entire consultation because they because they still spent the time
0: yeah
1: but that's a fine it's a fine line like I mean you you know it's an ethical kind of moral dilemma that everyone I think comes down to and and you know I'm more concerned if I can live with myself at the end of the day and was that the right decision and so I did feel guilty and I did comp them I think 50 I think I gave them back 50 percent. I don't remember if I gave them everything
0: yeah no I mean those are always and then well now it's also what if they want to give me a bad review or, you know, you're yeah. all, there's so many things that yeah. to think about too, right? Not there's to a say. risk,
1: there's a risk about that too. And I think about that too, but I, but then there's also people that just love ripping people on yeah. social media. So if that's what they're going to do, then that's what they're going to do. Like, yeah. you know, if that's the type of people they are, then that's the type of people that they are. And it takes more energy to be, you know, a negative person than it does to be, to do positive things. So I'm just going to let them breed in their yeah. anger. Totally. Did everything I could for my end and I'm happy with where I left it. So if I can live with it, then so be it. Like yeah. that's not, can't make everybody happy. Jeez. No, God, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay.
0: So consultation happens. Consultation. Like, hey, we're cool. Let's do this. What yep. happens next?
1: Then we move into, um, like a design, uh, like, I guess, a design documentation phase where, um...
0: Do you you talk about, like, before you get to that, do you say, okay, here's my my estimated hours. How do you bill? How do you charge? Oh, it's just all over the place. No, (laughs) so I bill
1: hourly, and that's just what works for me. Um the so the consultation is paid for they have paid me I now say you know actually have time to take you on right now let's go into a design documentation phase where I will come with my assistant and measure the entire space bring in some trades if I need to um, which I usually do um, for this that and the other thing not necessarily massively but it depends on what it is do floor plans if we need to do floor plans source for everything and that portion I don't Give an estimate before estimate before I give it within the within the design and documentation phase.
0: Estimate for like the not your you but yes. the work being done. Yeah. And so I would have in. gotten
1: the quotes from my contractors. I would have sent my painter over. I would have specced this that and the other. Thing. Other than I guess millwork is the only thing. I'm in between doing business how I used to do business and then trying to do the business of design. <laughs>
0: whoopsies okay stop okay that was a pre-alarm <laughs> to the other alarm <laughs> yeah okay we're good Kay. i'm gonna also do that so that do i don't it three it's good okay no it's all good okay that was uh my pre-alarm like we'll take this out yeah so the just in like because yeah. i figure i set an alarm and then i just keep talking and then yeah. whatever um yeah okay so,
1: so, design documentation phase, um, where I've gotten all the quotes and then within that package, the the design package presentation, it would have the prices for all of the um, furniture and fixtures. And then it would also have the estimates from my contractors as well. Okay,
0: so before that I don't do an estimate before. No, but before yeah. that, do you say what is your budget here because yeah. because so, you want to make sure they don't think 20 grand yeah. when you know it needs yeah. 70.
1: So there's, on my contact form, it asks them to give a estimated budget. Okay. And then we talk about it in the consultation. And then in the consultation, we're going through all the work that they want to do. Okay. And then we go over into, like, once I start to spec items, then I can actually see where we lay. A bunch of us do this differently and whatever works for whoever. And usually, I didn't used to do this this way before. I was saying I do the business of design i have mm-hmm. taken the business and design course. so I'm trying to implement some of the things that she has said um, and some of them that I've just kind of, this is what's worked for me. And I just kind of, if do it the ain't broke, do. don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then, and then the pricing is there. So, so I mean, I would say from a number value, like realistically my hourly is quite high. So I think people have a good sense that it's, this isn't going to be a $5,000 job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's a furniture budget of $5,000 or a design budget of $5,000, there's no way. Like, you yeah. couldn't hit my hourlies too high. Um, so people kind of know going into that. But that's where the consultation package is a really great thing. Because if you just want to spend some time with me and pick my brain, and you want to do all the sourcing, and I'm still going to give you a list of places that I, I would suggest to go shop.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just
1: not going to shop for you. Yeah. Then the consultation is great because it's it's relatively attainable. Yeah. Versus buying into a whole design package with the designer is thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars
0: so, so when you do the like your kickoff right where yeah. you're i'm calling it a kickoff i don't yeah. know what you call it i call it kickoff. trade day whatever yeah um how many so is the next meeting that you have with the client the design presentation and how much time is the what's the time frame generally four, for? To,
1: s- four to six weeks
0: perfect yeah okay
1: yeah everyone's different. If it's a small project, it's not going to take me four to six. I like to give myself four to six weeks so that I have enough time. I can coordinate with my assistant. We can do all the plans. If we needed to go back and measure, if, you know, we're still trying to source something, it just gives us leeway to say... plus you have
0: more than one client. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it gives us leeway to say, listen, it's going to be four to six, might be four, might be five, might be six, but we're going to give ourselves four to six. So then that way we have something for you and we are prepared for our presentation meeting. The presentation meeting is where you break down price points of furniture, not necessarily my time. I've yet to figure out that portion. Um, but then it's ordering right And so right you after sit down,
0: the, the, sorry, the presentation meeting, do you go to the client's house? The client's house, And then yeah. how long does that normally take? Two hours. Yeah, like yeah. whole house? Yeah. It's funny, we were always talking to somebody. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's one room or no. a whole house. It's at yeah. minimum two hours because yeah. you just, yeah. Okay, so um, do you have, like, early on, how do you get to know furniture styles that clients like or don't like or, you know, get to know, like, what they're after?
1: Yeah, so I... like,
0: you know, I don't like leather or, you know... Right.
1: So I feel like that's where the consultations are super important because I get to spend two hours and ask you all those questions. Whether we're moving ahead or we're not, I still can get a good sense. Now, I've done this with my assistant... And, you know, it's tricky because they're not sure, like, they're new to the game, relatively new, whereas I've been doing this for 10 years. So I feel like I'm innately good at knowing what people want, whereas they are usually like, I have no idea, right? Yeah. Like, I kind of know, but I don't really know. So it's a learning curve, I think, for them. But for me, I feel like I'm, I have a pretty good sense of either reading somebody's opinions about... A topic, or we start. We do start to go through some pieces of furniture, and I say, "Do you like this bed? Do you like this bed?" Yes, no, yes, no, and we kind of. go that through. Like in the consultation, I, do, I do that in the consultation. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, a little bit. I don't yeah. do.
1: I don't do every room. I don't yeah. do every piece of furniture, but I do a little bit. It gives you to get a good sense for me. So if this does move forward, then I know I already have a good two-hour like whatever meeting. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't move forward, then I can at least say, okay, you know, you're clearly you you like a bit more let's call it mid-century modern. Well, I'm going to send you to stores that have a little bit more mid-century modern furniture.
0: Yeah.
1: Whether you go with me to the store or whether you go on your own, I've at least given you information you can take away. Mm-hmm. Or you maybe you've never heard of LT Market before. Yeah. Well, now you know. That's
0: that's a gold nugget right there. 100%. <laughs> Did, right? I, I'm like, yeah. well, you yeah. just, I just made that money for you because yeah. like, it's a gold mine. Um, yeah, do you okay, this happens to me sometimes? I go into a client's house, I won't name any names, but you what you see there, you're just like, oh, it's so bad. You know, like you're just like, it's so bad. Yeah. Like the art is so bad, and yes. it's just like and then and then I think, well, they have terrible taste. <laughs> so then I'm going, are they gonna be able to understand? Something stylish. If I presented to, okay, does that ever happen to you, where you walk in and you're just like, this is bad.
1: Maybe there was a point in time. I feel like more recently, no. I remember I went into this one lady's home and it reeked of cigarettes. Like I'm talking, I couldn't breathe. Reeked of cigarettes, and I, I was allergic as a kid. Um, Like I would get my eyes would turn super red, and I would just get like I could, like actually couldn't breathe. Um, and surprisingly, she was in a very well-off neighborhood. Um, the house was old. I knew the moment I drove him to the driveway. The house was old, but I had no idea what she wanted me to do because I thought, "How am I going to do anything? Like this is this is ter- this is terrible, and it's and it stinks." I'm yeah. not. You're
0: like I don't even. I'm not want criticizing to anyone here. who smokes
1: because like that's a, that's your choice. I don't particularly smoke, and I wouldn't smoke in a house if I did um because it just yeah. that that not smell just lingers yeah and um smoking household it was terrible but i mean but, like yeah. i'm not going to pass judgment on yeah, anyone totally. who does no smoke judgments. but like but you know it's just not, it's just not for me and i just I, I i couldn't wait to get out of there because i couldn't breathe oh and God. so for me it was like uncomfortable because first of all yeah her design taste was horrendous horrendous like i i was shocked that i was here but I mean that doesn't happen to me anymore. Right? It's super confusing because again, like you had said, like how do I you know, how do I kind of influence a taste aesthetic and
0: Yeah, when, but, when they're showing they or like along the process they send you something like, Oh, I love this light fixture and you're yeah,
1: like Yeah. So I would say it used to happen. I don't know why it doesn't happen anymore. I guess people are
0: you know what, maybe more probably, aware. They're more aware like you've made it like you have a clear aesthetic, so yeah. you're probably at a point where people are coming to you for an yeah. aesthetic. Also your early rate's probably higher. So, like, there are people who probably yeah, already...
1: You weed out you weed out a ton. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, they, you know... You yeah, not yeah. Say, so like that was, I mean, I know exactly, taste, I
1: remember that. I remember it clear as day, actually, going into her space. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's been a while, but no, I mean, it's... Sure. I find it very confusing, because I'm, like, I'm unsure how I'm going to sell, like, sell in designs that... Yeah. I'm like, when I'm I seeing think, the hideousness yeah. around me.
1: I think some people just don't know that they don't have good taste. I know. It's it's difficult to, it
0: to explain difficult.
1: that to somebody, but
0: well, we I don't know. say it, but yeah. Yeah,
1: it's difficult to, it to difficult. say Yeah,
0: <laughs> or like, I don't get do you, those anymore. Do you ever get people who have, like, pieces of art that are sentimental and, like, oh, I can get on board with, like, a, you know...
1: Yeah, didn't you have those Playboys that you said you framed with yeah, chair? Yeah, those were yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I'm talking, like, bad. Like, just... Yeah, where I'm like I, I, I go to Tara and I say I'm sorry. Like I'm in, I'm sorry. I'm gonna reframe them to make them better, but they're just just generally bad. But they yeah. are sentimental and they must have them. Do you ever get that? Or Am I the only person getting this? I don't know.
1: I just don't reframe them. I just let them keep them for whatever it is, and I just well, but they
0: want them to use them. Like they want oh, them in this. Yeah. space. I'm yeah.
1: Really, like, no, I'm, I'm, a I'm a hard. I'm weird. a hard sell to say like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work for this space. I think maybe you could put them somewhere else. Like I just, I I push, I probably push, I advocate for myself and what I need done in order to make it look the way that they want. And I think through my consultations and my repetitive nature of saying, you know, if this is how you want it to look, this is what we need to do kind of thing. So you kind of have to hammer it home. Um, without being abrasive obviously yeah. but like but yeah I mean I've definitely had some clients who've kept things that I just don't and those those are the projects that end up on my website so totally
0: or you just swap out the art or whatever but yeah
1: yeah or or it's just not you know I I, I would say that if that's what they wanted then they're not going to end up being the right client for me in the long yeah. run anyways so I probably won't take them or they just don't come my way anymore for yeah. whatever reason whether I put it out there
0: yeah
1: what. I, but you know like I said in fairness like you know you've had your company for a short amount of time and I had I know exactly and that's not a criticism at all but like I know exactly where I was three years into my company
0: yeah right
1: versus where I'm now that yeah. I in three years in I for sure was getting people that didn't necessarily align with my vision yeah. I didn't have enough pieces on my portfolio maybe I wasn't vocal enough about what I wanted or what yeah. my intentions were or how to convey that message or is that gonna work or not gonna work and and if at any point in time they did get offended, then, then maybe we just stopped working together. Maybe that was the reason why we stopped working together and I had no idea.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I'm i not saying, you know...
0: It has just, happened. It has happened. It just, it at,
1: this happened. It just at this now, you know, it definitely has happened because I've lived through, you know, someone's 10 years is a long time to like yeah. live through a full, like, consistent career span. And I know there's tons of people who have their jobs for, like, 40 years and they, you know have retired after working there for 40 or 50 years and yeah. we're nowhere near in that point but I think I've seen it all and everything has happened at some point it just is a matter of when when yeah. and I, and I would I would allot it to my hourly rate is high mm-hmm. I have a good aesthetic on my website I have probably fed it in my you know in my conversations or in our consultation or somewhere where I've stipulated you know, either this isn't the way I work, or this isn't going to work, or for your space. And I've I've worded it in a way that has been less offensive than that way. Hopefully, they yeah take that for what it is. But yeah, yeah it's no, happened, I, Michelle. Don't you worry. Yeah. It's
0: happened to me. Well, it did. Everything have, has happened for sure. Yeah. For sure. And like, well, I mean, I don't care if I've only been in business three years. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if we're not going to be aligned aesthetically. Oh, hundred percent. Like, but I, I but I definitely been, did
1: it for the money. I totally. definitely took the projects. Yeah, because because I still need to pay the bills regardless of the yeah. age of my business. Like there are, there are some projects that, you know, I like them enough. Like I like That's them, the as, people. I like I, them actually, as people. I like them as people.
0: Actually, I wrote an email about this to like designer my designer list. It's like. It's okay to not meet an aesthetic, yep. but you there's a series of boxes that yep. need to be ticked. They yep. don't all have to be ticked. Yes, but if none of them are yes. ticked, <laughs> you need to get out. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happened recently. Like, yeah. I I went home convincing myself after the consultation, yeah. like you know, Michelle is just I funny. It's fine. And yeah. then an email came in from said lead, and I was like, whoa. Thank you. I'm so glad she sent it yeah. because I was like. I sat back and I thought, yeah. she does not tick a single box. Yeah. I don't think she's enjoyable.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, she was fine. But <laughs> not enjoyable enough. She doesn't, yeah. she just want you know, she's not being realistic on the budget, not being realistic on the yeah. timeline. Yeah. I'm not excited for a project because she doesn't want to do a floor plan that makes sense. Like, no ticking here. Yeah. Yeah. So peace out. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. A hundred percent. Aesthetic doesn't align. Great budget. Great client. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, for there's sure. been tons of
1: clients who I genuinely like. Yeah, and
0: you want to help them. because you. Know and I want to help rain. them,
1: you know, I, there's, some, there's something that I yeah. feel like we align on. Maybe this might not be the most perfect project for my portfolio, yeah. but maybe there are some tiny little spaces that I could shoot for this, that, the other thing. Yeah. I think nowadays I don't take those projects anymore yeah. unless... Um, it's a consultation because consultations allow people to get what they want out of the two hours.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's a win-win. Yeah. They get two hours with me giving them advice and going over details. I get two hours of time and a dollar value that, you know, I could be making elsewhere. But, but you do, there's a massive threshold of people now that can't afford me full time because my hourly is so high so what can they afford they can afford a consultation package and I want to still be able to give them that
0: totally because I
1: don't feel like they should be neglected I'm not saying that if you can't afford me tough I'm just saying you know on one hand if you can't afford me I, I get that but I can't reduce my rate because this is what I feel like is justifiable for who I am how long I've been doing this for all the accolades and then um and then after that, then we move on to, well, but what can they afford? And, and maybe it's a consultation and maybe it's like advice sporadically where they're just paying me in individual increments for the hour. Mm-hmm. I just need you to look over yeah. my bathroom layout. Would you mind spending an hour and telling me if this is okay? Yeah. Sure. No big deal. I'll invoice you for an hour. Yeah. Right. So I, I do have a few fringe clients that kind of do that every now and again,
0: because you like them, yeah. Because I
1: do like them, and, and or I want to help them. And they listen, actually. And they listen, yeah.
0: That's yeah. another thing, too. It's like, you know, if I am going to do it, like, I I want to help a client who gets excited about my ideas and wants them, as opposed yeah. to, like, I'm not going to give ongoing help to somebody who's, like, yeah. always, like, saying no, no. Yeah. I've already tried that no, no, or no. It's yeah. just, like, no. Yeah. Okay, I, I did do this on the – I wanted to finish out the process, so – Presentation and then you go into purchasing obviously. Ordering and purchasing, yeah. And do you do what's what is the installation process look like for you?
1: It it really depends. I mean, I don't know if I found like the perfect groove. I mean there's a bunch of people that do reveals. I don't I don't know how to do that if unless you would store everything in a facility. And then bring everything in. You bring everything in at this at once.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And
1: like, do you store it in like a storage facility? So
0: A Team is the company that I use, and yeah. they have very affordable rates for. Normally, it's like maybe it might have to. It's the, the sofa is normally the longest lead time. Yeah. And For me, I won't do it any other way because I did a whole house. Furniture comes in sporadically. Question, clients are yeah. second guessing the yeah. sofa when yeah. there's nothing else in here. Yeah. So, okay, I need I nightmare. need I
1: need that company because I need somebody to accept I, deliveries, check the boxes.
0: They will check if you ask them to. You have to, and you will pay more for that. Yeah, yeah. It's totally worth it. Um, Is it in the East End? He's in Mississauga. It doesn't matter.
1: He, he'll he, ah. they're gonna deliver to Picton for me. Oh, okay. Like, it I need matter. I yeah. need that information because because
0: sure. so it's, it depends. I'm you it's worth it, but not always. You're right. It, yeah. depends. So it depends. It yeah, depends financially.
1: To... So financially, if people are okay with accepting deliveries, um, then I let them accept deliveries because I can't always take all the deliveries to my house. If it's smaller yeah. things, um, I have some clients where I do take like lighting, or if I bought something off Etsy, then I'll just take it to to my house. That's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a struggle. I mean, I think the way that I've always done it is always just let it trickle in. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's a brand new build where they have no occupancy yet yeah. and it needs to be put in a warehouse, then I will either, they'll put it in their garage or in their basement mm-hmm. or in, you know, some companies will hold on to it for me. Yeah. I've yet to do it as a full reveal day because I just don't logistically, I, I haven't found a company that will, that I can pay a rental fee and they would take all the deliveries because it mm. just... I worry about that too, right? Like just not being able to manage that, and somebody else giving the control to somebody else yeah, to manage. Yeah, it, is, it I just, is hard,
0: but to be honest, I feel like um, if you
1: have a good company, I would totally be on board with that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, I to the this to for now, they don't do a lot of inspecting. If there's a damage on the box, yeah. So those are things you need to set the. And there's other companies too. Like I, yeah. I can I can't remember them off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, it's extremely expensive it a freaking though. Game changer and. If it's one room, yeah, where we didn't do crazy overhaul, I would make an exception. You yeah, know, like I'm but generally, it's like no, everything has to go there. it yeah. all goes one day. The guys come in. What if tickets. something's
1: damaged though? Do you go and check the boxes?
0: So if something's, if there's a box that's damaged, so first not of the all, box
1: damage. You open you, it.
0: If you want them to open it, they will do it. You'll pay a fee for that. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll do it if you not want them to for yeah because
1: sure. I have the amount of stuff that I've, I've gotten thats so far no but the amount of stuff that I like I did a massive Muskoka build and there yeah. was a bunch that was missing or a bunch that yeah. was damaged and unless me or my assistant had gone through the boxes we would have no idea and then we would have surpassed the return time
0: that's the other thing so you you just get all I have to say is this is what I need you to do yeah. also you could make periodic checks yes on yeah. your own as well, yeah. or, Spend you know, a day. specific box, like, that you have a concern for, say, yeah. when it arrives, I would like you to tell me, I'll yeah. go. like, whatever, yeah. I mean, you're just pay a little bit more for them to do yeah. that, which I am going to do, because it is, it yeah. sits there for a month, maybe two, and then you're passed, oh, I, you're Oh, we're screwed. talking
1: six months, we're talking, yeah. like, ordered, like, the build took two years, so, right. I mean...
0: Yeah. Ha- sure. Like,
1: I would have surpassed the return time, and maybe they don't even carry the product anymore, right? So then now I have no sconces for the powder yeah. room, yeah, because I didn't check the box. Like, that's like a silly problem to have, right? For sure. So,
0: but there's, yeah. there's other companies too that are more like even more white glove on that, as yeah. far as like really inspecting, yeah. Um, they're they come at a higher price point, it yeah. just depends on like the client, yeah, probably. But, yeah, I'm j- man, it was a game changer, yeah, like it's. Game changer.
1: I'm okay with going and spending a day with an assistant and, and going through yeah. them. That's not, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, so so I don't do installation days, so I let I do let it trickle in. I will do, so for my Muskoka build that I just finished, or not totally finished, but pretty finished, um, we went up and did two full days where we were there with the electricians, the cabinet guys, placement of hardware. So kind of... Half installation, like I was there for all the furniture deliveries, but that worked out because I had shipped two trucks up with me that day. So I had picked up everything from all the suppliers in the two Mm -hmm. delivery trucks. I met the delivery trucks up there. Me and my assistant spent two full days. I'm talking 15-hour days, two days, installing, going through... And coincidentally, or not coincidentally, sorry, strategically being there when the electricians were there because they needed me to be on site to to decide where that's going to go and the heights of everything. Um, Those are those are just the the longest and the most strenuous days ever.
0: Installation day. Yeah, I did a like six unit Airbnb in Picton. I was there nine days, thirteen hour days. I was. Crying. I couldn't do it for that long. Oh, I will never do it like that again. I didn't know. I went in not knowing. I was like, and I did it. I drove a, I drove. This was, they were on a budget. I just did all of de- the decorated, but I'm telling you, at the end of it, I couldn't stand on my feet. I was like, I would call Dave at night and I was like crying saying like I don't I think you did this by
1: yourself no I
0: had so they had I had an assistant a dedicated assistant the whole time but she had to leave about three days before two days before yeah they also the four owners were sporadically coming in they had some people come in yeah we had like a guy installing art and doing stuff like that but I was there the whole like I was the only one that was there like the whole time and I was crying oh I was like
1: I, I couldn't do it. It
0: was no, I know. It was stupid.
1: Like I drove up to Muskoka, my assistant drove up to Muskoka. We spent one night, we slept over one night. Yeah. And did it for two days. And then I drove back. He drove back on his own and then I drove yeah. back on my own. And that was and that was that. But yeah. like it's exhausting.
0: It is it's exhausting. It's thoroughly
1: beautiful and wonderful when it all comes together. But it is beyond exhausting, especially having to drive two, two and a half hours up, yeah. two two and a half hours back, right? Like it's I would never.
0: Totally. And when you do. You have to do it though. For sure. Yeah. And when you do like styling, right? Yeah. Like, you know, furniture's all there. And now it's time to do the art and all that. Yeah. How do you approach that?
1: So I would say, I think it depends. Again, it depends on the project. So I've done it where I've just been paid to style shelves. So I'll spend the whole day. And just style the shelves and just figure out what really combinations that I
0: took all day because it takes me all day <laughs> yeah
1: it depends on how much she had six one two three yeah she had six six shelves yep super high ceilings w- super wide shelves yeah and Crazy. i and we had sourced everything already she had we had already had all this stuff i brought extra stuff when i came up they were in waterloo a whole day a whole day like and they were passing me things like the clients were there and they were the ones helping me. My assistant, I didn't yeah. have an assistant at that time, and they had no they had no issues. They loved it. They just loved being part of the process. Yeah. And they were young and they were great clients, and um, yeah, they just loved being part of the process. So, um, I I probably style. My home is very different because this is stuff that I've, like, seen, liked, yeah. moved around, totally. take my time. Yeah,
0: we, our homes don't count. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, but for, for clients, if I see something that I really like and I think would work really well, then I'll probably bring it in early enough on to the process. Or for the Muskoka project, I bought a bunch of stuff, brought it all up there, opened all the bags, sorted through everything, and then returned the stuff that I was like, oh, never mind, this isn't going to work anywhere. Yeah. And And also, you realize you don't have that much table space or counter space yeah. or shelf space. Yeah. so then you have to edit. So yeah. there's there's a couple of things. so I, ca- I kind of do it sporadically. I mean, I could see where doing it all at once makes a ton of sense. But then by then you're so burnt out by those two installation days that like, do you even really want to style by then? I'm like so dead tired. Yeah, right. Like it's like it's almost better that I do the furniture installation and then come back and do another installation where it could be art or art and yeah. f- and decor.
0: Totally. So for me too, yeah, if it, if it was a whole house, I would never furnish and style in a oh, day. Oh, it'd be like, exhausting. No. This isn't,
1: I don't have a team. Like this is me no, and one person. Same. Yeah. It's like
0: normally... Maybe two. My, Typically my projects are like yeah. two to three rooms and it's like the furniture goes in, yeah. but while the furniture's going in, I'm doing other things. Art is being installed at the same time, normally yeah. same day, and then I'm styling. But yeah. more and more, like depend if there's a lot of shelves, then that could be a two day thing yeah. where I come back. And sometimes yeah. it's like after the styling, it wouldn't hurt for me to come back with fresh eyes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm pretty fast I'm not, in comparison. Feel fast. I'm not fast. at So, all. so those were big shelves at that Waterloo project. And there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff that yeah. they just needed to be put up in a normal project. I would say I'm pretty quick cause I've, also, like it's yeah. it's a craft, right? So, totally. like I've, I've harnessed this like this ability to do it relatively quickly. Um, yeah, if I I'm even not my finding, yeah, you're a pro. You're yeah. doing 15 minutes. What used to take you eight hours took you 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, no, but it. I would say it's. I've gotten definitely faster and better, and I don't second guess myself anymore.
0: Like because you trust yourself, or because you're no, you're like no, you know what? We're done here.
1: I very rarely will so if if one thing doesn't feel properly placed I might just fix that one thing as opposed to taking everything off and redoing the whole thing. Got so it. I'm better at knowing if there's one thing missing you just you just develop an eye I yeah. think you develop an eye that this is what it needs and if it doesn't fit then I then I won't beat myself up over it I'll just be like hmm We're missing. You know what? I need a smaller piece. Like I need to. I need to to come back and I need to find it.
0: Got
1: it. There isn't a method to my madness. I would say I have tons of clients who like. There's tons of us that need gallery. Like even Tara like plans out her gallery walls. I don't plan it.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't plan it at all. I'm I'm fascinated by that. I plan mine too. Yeah,
1: I don't. I can't. I don't. That's not the way my brain works. I need to. I need to start with one and build off of that in terms of content, I, I totally wing it. And that sounds terrifying and awful for anyone who's like, oh my gosh, you're, I'm paying you her know, an why, hourly. Why I'm paying either. her an hourly. And here she's going to run it for eight hours, or she could run it for eight minutes. Yeah. I have no idea. But the risk is that you you see the work that I've done. You've seen me, my other gallery walls that I've done, or my other art options that I like, um, and you like it. And I and I and I commit. I hang it. I might, I might move it up or down two yep. inches or left yep. or right two inches. So there might be a few holes in your wall, but they're hidden.
0: Yeah. You're smart enough to know that you need to start lower and move up if you have to. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: And poor, poor, my, my contractor, Luke is just, he's, he takes some off my walls, actually. Nobody yep. else's. Cause I don't, I don't experiment as much with other people. Yeah. Um. But we'll take, so he's like, how many holes do you have behind this piece? And I was like. I don't know. There wasn't... Because I'll swap out pieces. It's yeah. not, oh, I, did, I moved it eight inches up and every eight, every single inch of the eight inches was a yeah. hole, a hole, a hole, a yeah. hole. No, no, no. I moved the piece over to the yeah. left or I moved... A, I put a different piece in, Yeah, you know, because we had to take them down for a renovation or dust or whatever, something happened. But yeah, no, with, with clients, I wing it. And I just commit to what it is and I know how it looks and I... Love the way it looks because I probably worked it out in my head, kind of what I wanted to do. You, you
0: don't even like work it out on the floor. No, just, I do one.
1: Nice. I do one for one.
0: You just go. This is the one yep. I'm starting with, and it's yep. going to go there, yep. and we're going to
1: build off of it. So it's that's a domino so effect, right? So yeah. you start with one, and then you move over. I mean, don't get me wrong, not, I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes, like as in I haven't yeah. put one piece where I'm like, ooh, that didn't look right. Yeah. But no, I have a good I have a good sense of what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. But I can't tell you that like if you looked into my brain, I couldn't tell you what's going on. Something yeah, yeah. something's working. Yeah, the yeah. Gears are moving. Yeah.
0: I That's think hilarious. I think my
1: assistants I think my assistants look at me and think, how did, how did she know that? Like, how did she know that that would work? And I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if that's
0: no, I mean, taught. Artists, I couldn't tell noticed. you if that's learned. Yeah. I
1: don't. I couldn't tell you what it is. But there's a method to my madness. So somehow it looks good. I don't yeah.
0: know.
1: <laughs> okay. People pay so- me but yeah exactly and they keep I coming back to pay me again again 10 years later you're yeah you're, I'm doing you're something good, good. i'm yeah. doing something all right
0: okay tell everybody where to follow you on instagram she just recently hit 10k yeah what? Congratulations. slow and steady oh man
1: that took forever
0: um but it's great yeah. now because you're like liberated yeah. with the swipe up
1: i know that that's so pretty good. that's pretty exciting uh so i am on instagram as at love natalie chong uh, and the reason for my name is cuz i love snail mail so it would be love, comma, natalie chong Aww, um, that's cute. and yeah and then on what uh, my website's nestdesignstudio.ca and then i feel like my pinterest is probably love natalie chong or something like that i think
0: uh, Go to yeah. her instagram or somewhere yeah my instagram is my instagram has everything
1: yeah my instagram is everything but i think i probably get i probably get the most questions about why my Instagram handle and my business name are not the same thing.
0: And why is that?
1: I wanted a name that people could connect to regardless of who they were. So I wanted a short name for my business. So it's Nest. I wanted something that people could relate to so we are all different types of people therefore we all have different types of homes therefore we all have different types of nests that we create. I wanted it short so people could write it out and not be confused about what it was. Um, And I didn't want, I didn't necessarily want my name. I think I just wanted to do something a little different that, you know, if I, I don't know, if I had somebody else take over my business at some point in time, it wasn't just attached to Natalie. Totally. It could be anybody. It could be a male or female running my company, or it could still be me behind the scenes or or whatever. And I wanted it, I think, I think I wanted it to transfer, transcend into, if I do decide to do other things related to home stuff, whether it's. A furniture line, whether it's a shop, whether it's an actual physical, you know, brick and mortar oh, I know, space. The dream. Yeah, I know. Yes and no. I don't know. Retail's a funny beast. We'll see. Um, I'd like to be
0: at, like, the, yeah, the storefront, but also my studio, so it's, like, two birds, one stone, but yeah. I, I think.
1: They're two be. different beasts. I, I think they're totally different. I, it'd be, it would be a dream, but I don't yeah. know. I have friends who are in retail, and. You know, I know, I, I hear I'm, it's, I'm, like, like I don't know really if that's, freaking hard, I don't know if that's people the People do it, but, yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: everything's a risk, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, so I, so I created Nest. I was trying to think of, like, a bunch of different names that would work that were about four letters, four to five letters, dwell, you know dual's one, but there's a dual magazine. I didn't yeah. want people to be confused. Yeah. And there's nest candles, which they smell delicious. And I would have no issues being related to that. Yeah, one. But, I don't yeah. know what that yeah. is, but they I'll sell them, check like, it at out. The They're expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you for
0: listening and thank you for having me. Thank you for making me <laughs> like do something so different. I've never done it like this and yeah. I love it. All right, guys, no need to adjust your Volume, or actually, you might need to adjust your volume because I have now gone downhill from the audio. I am now using my headphones into my laptop, whereas with Natalie, I actually rented audio equipment so that we could both be recorded in the same room. So, yeah, it's time. It's time for me to upgrade my audio, and I think I'm gonna have to bite the bullet. So, how awesome was she? Just so freaking sweet, so very hospitable. Um, I've obviously been following her for a while. So, you know, recently we started chatting over DMs and then she invited me to coffee, which was just so sweet. Cause truth be told, that's just not something I would ever initiate. I think I maybe need to try to be better. Um, maybe I have recently, honestly, since I started this business and this podcast in particular, I've really become a new person. I don't even recognize myself. I'm people assume I'm like the most social person and I'm really not. And I'm not the type of person who puts myself out there because I fear rejection like no other. And I'm just never think I'm cool enough, talented enough, whatever enough to reach out to somebody new and be like, Hey, do you want to chat? Be my friend. But something has come over me since I started my business and probably in particular starting this podcast, which I think has been a really good thing. Um, but we don't need to go into that. That's probably more for my therapist. Um, but. Yeah, she's awesome, and I thought that was an awesome episode. I thought it was great, and I kind of love this idea of like seeing somebody in person and really talking to them in person. I'm excited because I'm meeting with Carly of Carriage Lane at her new work uh, workshare interior designer, The Collective Studio, where we she they actually have a podcast booth, and we are going to record in person in her podcast booth. So this is gonna be really trying for my podcast because it's going to really show how terrible the audio has been up until these little moments. So we'll see, but congratulations to Carly, um, not sponsored. Hey, do you wanna sponsor my podcast? Cause you could, but um, she, I've just been seeing, I'm so excited to see the space and lots of awesome designers I know are now renting um, a space out in her awesome new WorkShare space. Um, okay, so if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell one designer friend about the podcast. If every single person told one new designer friend about the podcast, I would double. That's I'm not good at math, guys, but I think that that would double my audience base. Quick maths. And also leave a review if you haven't. I love them. They touch my heart. They speak to my core. They fuel me. They keep me going. And I love it. Now, new segment alert. Uh, the other day I was inspired and we are going to be doing a new segment on Real Talk Design called Real Talk Rant. And I've already shared it in my Facebook group. So guys, if you're not in my Facebook group, people in my Facebook group get information more. They're privy to more because sometimes it just needs to be behind closed doors for not the world to hear. So you got to go uh, join, request access there, go to Real Talk, uh, search Real Talk with Michelle Burnett, um, in in Facebook and you can Re- request access, all that good stuff. But at first I was a little nervous. I was like, rant, ooh, that feels real negative, doesn't it? But guess what? I Googled the definition because I wanted to, I wanted to understand the word at a deeper level. Here it is. Rant. It's a verb to speak or shout at length in a wild, impassioned way. So I'm I'm pumped. It's perfect. Real talk rant. You don't have to be venting something negative you can just be all of a sudden you feel like something you know for me it's every now and then i'm just overcome with such gratitude for starting a business and being able to actually do this and it supports my my bills and my creativity and it's been a very transformative experience so no that wasn't my rant but it could be something like that where you just overcome with emotion so here is My rant for today, Real Talk Rant, starts now. So this morning, I woke up, as I do every morning, to check my Instagram, and I see a new follower, and I go, oh, and I don't always click new followers, but sometimes I'm like, oh, well, that's an interesting name. Really, Marcia? I'm gonna click you, oh, cool. She has 181 followers. Oh, shit. This is Marcia Cross. Marcia Cross from Desperate Housewives. So I'm in bed, Dave's kind of half asleep, and I go, Oh my God. And he yells at me all the time because I like to do that. I react in a dramatic way to something I've seen on my phone and it freaks him out. Well, he was a little annoyed because he was trying to sleep. He's like, dude, like, why do you gotta do that? I was like, Marcia Cross is following me on Instagram. Desperate Housewives. And to which he thought I meant real housewives. I was like, no, this is like a legit TV show that was massive. I used to watch it and love it. And for some random reason, she's following me and she's only following 515 people. And I did a little search. Who are you following? Oh, cool. Look at that. You're following Amber Interiors, Emily Henderson, somebody called Feminista Bullis feminist. I don't know who this is, but I apparently follow her too. Who can know anymore? She's following all sorts of Kate Mark interiors, Kate Marker interiors. I also follow her guys and I'm just stumbling. Basically she's into interior design and she follows and about 10 of the same people I follow, all designers who I wildly admire. And somehow I made Marcia Cross's following list. So rant done. That was exciting. So stuff like that, guys, I don't care what it is. But even though the true definition says at length, we're going to need to keep it not lengthy because like we already are doing like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half episode. So it's got to be, you know, keep it, keep it reasonable. Uh, Here's how you're going to submit it. I want you the preferred method of submission would be to go onto your phone, search, okay, I'm going to use an iPhone as an example, voice memos, hit record, try to uh, get decent audio quality, record it. So let's see, recording, then what you're going to do is you're going to hit email, you're going to click the three little buttons, and then you're going to hit share, and then you're going to email it to me. And you're going to email it to admin at michellebinett.com. And the subject is going to be real talk rant. So if you send me an audio recording, I'm not going to say anything more about it other than I'm not if you don't say your name in the audio recording, I will it will be completely, completely um, anonymous was having word finding issues there. If you send me an email with text, you want me to read cool, but you need to tell me whether I'm not if you don't include say my name in the email, I will not say your name. I'm not gonna follow up with the questions because I got I got a business to run. So put the information in the email. Say, please you can say that this was Michelle Bennett Design, and I will also shout out your Instagram if you include it. But if you don't include your name in the text and say to say your name, it's gonna be anonymous. So rants can be a rant about a client. Look, I don't want this to be a negative space, but sometimes, guys, we just gotta get it off our chest. Um a rant could be about like, Oh, I hate like what happens on Instagram. I get a rant can be uh, positive feelings. A rant could be, I uh, I don't know, I'm at a loss right now. Something you feel passionate about, but somehow was driven from this business that you've started. It could be how you feel about yourself, but somehow I needed to tie in. I can't just be some random rant that doesn't connect. People are here for content about design. So there you go, guys. Again, please start sending these to me. I Here's what I suggest that you do. Add Admin at Michelle Bennett Design into your contacts list in your email, and then basically name it Real Talk Design so that something happens to you in the moment. You can literally just type an email right then and there while it's it's all about the passion, guys. Real Talk Design, it'll come up in your uh, to field super easily. Hit send, no big deal. If you feel passionate about something in the moment, just hit the recording on the spot. Start spewing out your feelings and then send it to me later. No big deal, guys. But in a perfect world, I'd love to add your own audio and your own words onto the podcast. That would be a nice break from this annoying voice. So there you go, guys. That's all I got for now. Please subscribe. Leave a review. me all that good stuff. Bye. <laughs>